law firm owners, it's Nermeen here, your law firm consultant, at it with another episode to help you have a wildly successful law firm. So let's get right into it. One of the top questions that law firm owners have is, what kind of marketing do I need for my law practice? Or they say, I need help with marketing or I need better marketing. Something inside of having a better marketing strategy. So let's talk a little bit about what marketing it is, what marketing actually is, like defined as a business term, because I know you went to law school, you don't know how it's really defined, and we'll then break down what kind of marketing strategy is right for your law practice. So let's get right into it. So number one, marketing is quite simply any form of information that you share about your business. That's really it. That's all marketing is. So for example, if you have a personal injury practice, that is information. If you charge $400 an hour for your services, that is information. Uh, if your office is in you know, Midtown in whatever city you're in or in Boise, Idaho, that is information about your law practice. So all of that information collectively is considered marketing, right? It's about who you serve, it's about where you are, it's about your pricing, and it's about your process. So that's it. Let's keep it super simple. That's what marketing is. Now, advertising is the channels that you use to share or convey this information. So if you have a billboard, that is a form of advertising. If you have an ad in a magazine for parents, that is a form of advertising. If you're doing SEO, that is a form of advertising. So marketing is the information, advertising is the channels that you are using to share that information with your audience. So. Now that you have a really good like sort of overview of the difference between marketing versus advertising, let's go into understanding digital versus traditional. So digital advertising obviously is maybe something like Facebook, using an Instagram account. It could be doing SEO or pay-per-click. Anything inside of the digital realm is obviously considered digital advertising. Then on the other side of it, you have traditional advertising, right? Those are your billboards, your uh, advertising in the phone book, any magazines, any sort of print, you know, handing out pens or koozies or yetis with your firm name on it, right? Like those are all forms of advertising and the difference is, is it traditional or is it digital, right? Okay, so marketing, how you share this information, can be involved or uninvolved. So when it's involved, essentially you are the one who's conveying the information, you're doing the work, you're the face of the business, right? When it's uninvolved, then a lot of times you can be behind the scenes and sharing that information without you actively taking your time to share that information. Now, a great example of uninvolved marketing is when you use SEO, right? You hire a team, they are behind the scenes on your website trying to get you ranked the highest on Google so that you know when people search for divorce attorney near me, you're the first three or the first five that pops up. So what I've noticed a lot of times is that attorneys are really shy when it comes to asking for business or sharing who they are and the kinds of clients that they work with. They feel like, you know, it's 
pushy, it's salesy, maybe it, like is a reminiscent of like their dating days or maybe if you're still dating, you know, you feel a little shy, you don't wanna be rejected. And what I see oftentimes is law promoters choosing the easy way out, which is allowing digital platforms to do all the advertising for them, them not being the face of their business and letting it happen behind the scenes because they're just afraid to be the face of their law firm. They're afraid to ask for the business, which is a little silly, right? Because this is your business and you should be the one asking for it, right? So let's move on from there and not make you feel bad if if you do happen to be one of those attorneys that is choosing to you know, be behind the scenes. There's no right way or wrong way. Truly marketing has to fit into the business model that you have adopted for your law practice. So if you are going to be an attorney that is the face of the business, you are going to go to the networking events. It's your face on the billboards. It's your face on the mugs. It's your face, you know, in Facebook ads, on Instagram. That's really fantastic, right? So that is the business model that you've adopted. You are the face of your company, right? You're going to be the one who's spending the time marketing and therefore marketing is going to be more involved for you rather than uninvolved. It is going to take more time because you are choosing to be the face of your business, right? The flip side of that is when you decide to hire out the marketing piece. And what that means is you have a marketing person who's maybe attending your networking meetings for you as a representation of your firm. I see this a lot. I also see, you know, a lot of attorneys hiring SEO experts, other, you know, marketing advertising specialists so that they are out there bringing in the new clients and that attorney can focus on what they want to do best. Now, keep in mind, there's no right way to do it. It really is based on your personality, the business model that you are choosing for your business, and of course, what kind of law practice you actually have, because some modes are better suited for some kinds of advertising versus you know other areas of practice that may have more limited sort of outlets for advertising, right? Just so you know, there is no right way to do this. Again, it just depends on the kind of practice you have, who you are, and all of those other considerations. So now let's talk about law firm marketing for 2021. So here are a couple of general rules that you should know about advertising, okay? Number one, it should never just be one thing, okay? This is like your stock portfolio, okay? Would you ever just invest in Apple? or Tesla, or even a one basket of securities, right? No, you would never do that. It's absolutely ridiculous to put $100,000, to put $50,000 into just one stock on the market when there's so many to choose from, right? And the one thing that we've all learned about is diversification over the years, right? How important it is for your stock portfolio. The same is true for your marketing portfolio. You have to have different forms of advertisement, okay? And listen, if someone ever tells you that this is the one thing that you need, this one form of advertising, this silver bullet that's going to make all of your law firm nightmares go away and you are going to have a wildly successful law firm because you do this one form of marketing, 
run because that is absolutely not true. There is no one thing that is going to allow you to have a wildly successful law firm when it comes to advertising. Again, it's like someone telling you, listen, just invest in Apple. That's absolutely crazy. You know better than that. Same applies to your marketing. If someone tries to sell you just one thing, run, right? I don't want you to be that lawyer. Okay, number two, don't just focus on one medium for advertising. So don't just go all digital, right? Don't just have a podcast and a YouTube channel and Instagram and SEO, right? You want to mix it up. So you want to have some elements of digital and you want to have some elements of traditional. So the way that you can look at it is, you know, you pop into Clubhouse, you know, twice a week, you post on LinkedIn twice a week, and then you have an article that you write in a physical journal that you publish in once a month. And you also do, you know, three networking meetings every month or whatever that looks like for you. You wanna make sure that you have a mix between traditional marketing and digital marketing, okay? Now, here's the thing. The biggest thing that you have to understand when it comes to marketing and bringing on clients is it's not just about your new clients. The magic is actually in your past clients, right? Your past clients have already worked with you. They've already paid you. They already have a good relationship with you. I never see lawyers properly using their past clients to help fuel their future client growth. They often just keep thinking that they need new clients. So they get on this new client hamster wheel. I've talked about it many times. I don't want you to be one of those lawyers. Don't forget about your past clients. They can be a really great source of potential new clients for your law practice. Okay. Now here's the other thing, any sort of marketing strategy that you put together, you know, the advertising channels that you put together, the thing you have to remember is that it has to be repeated in multiple channels and consistent. So you can't go on Facebook one day talking about how you're the world's best divorce attorney. And then the next day talk about how you're also the world's best bankruptcy attorney. People are going to get confused and they're going to be like, okay, so what does she really do? Which one is it? You want to be super consistent in your message across all of your channels. You also want to make sure that you are on your channels consistently. So you want to at least post, you know, once a week, you want to at least be at these networking meetings once a month. You want to be consistent. Okay. You don't want to just have it be, you know, random, you know, occurrences you want it to be intentional and you want to make time for it because that's when it's truly effective when it is you know repeated through multiple channels and consistent okay here's the next thing your marketing strategy cannot okay i'm going to say this again your marketing strategy cannot be a copycat of someone else's marketing strategy that is not how law firm marketing works. I'm going to give you a couple examples on how if you copied someone else's strategy, it's not going to work for you. So number one, if you are, for example, a, an estate planning attorney and you see this other estate planning attorney who's got, you know, a huge following on social media on Instagram, they have 30,000 followers and they talk about, 
I don't know, doing wills for, you know, rappers, okay, or, or famous celebrities, okay? So let's say you then also want to attract the same audience, which is, you know, um, rappers and celebrities, and you wanna do their estate plans, and you wanna be big on social media. Just because it works for attorney X does not mean it's going to work for you. And I do not want you to spend your money, your time, your energy, your effort, copying someone else's strategy because if it worked for them, it doesn't automatically mean that it's gonna work for you. Here's the analogy that I like to use. Remember back when we were in law school and there was always someone who could study in the library. Classes would finish, they would go straight to the library, they would sit in one of those cubicles and they would eat in there and they would study all day and you know they would only come out you know after 10 p.m., right? Great. That worked for that person. If I tried to do that strategy or if you tried to do that same study strategy, it's not gonna work. It's incredibly specific to who you are, your personality type, how you learn, et cetera, et cetera. The same applies when it comes to your marketing strategy, right? You can't copycat someone else's marketing strategy. Now, you can ask another attorney, hey, did you do this thing? Did it work for you? But don't let that be your final decision. You have to do the work. You have to figure out, okay, how does this fit in with my overall strategy? If I do this form of marketing, what's the benefit and what's my expected ROI on it before I even get into this? So you wanna establish the framework for any form of new marketing before you take it on and do not do a copycat strategy because it's just not gonna work, okay? So there's that. All right, so now I don't want you to end up being one of those attorneys that's doing a form of marketing because it feels like something they should do, right? Like I talk to a lot of lawyers and they're like, well, you know, I feel like I need more marketing or I should be doing more marketing. Okay, but who said that, right? Like, have you actually looked at how many clients you're getting in every month? Have you actually done an analysis to see, okay, do I actually need more marketing or do I feel like I need more marketing because that's what they're saying in all these other networking groups or that's what so-and-so attorney is doing or I keep seeing these things from the CLE about how I should be doing this and that and all these people keep trying to sell me and tell me I need more marketing. Don't do it just because you feel like you should do it, right? I'm gonna give you an example. I have heard from a lot of lawyers and a lot of marketing gurus and experts who have told me, Nermeen, you really need to be on Clubhouse. Clubhouse is where you need to be. Or Nermeen, you really need to get on TikTok. And anytime they tell me this, I, I always think to myself for at least half a second, I'm like, should I be on that platform? Would I make any new clients from it? Like, would this be a good place for me to spend my time? How would it really impact my business? Like I, I totally go down that rabbit hole, right? Because you're like, oh, that FOMO, that like I could be missing out on potential clients. And there's a whole audience there that's just waiting for me to come and speak to them about having a wildly successful law firm, right? Okay, here's the thing. Those channels are not right for me. And I'm okay with saying no and thank you so much for thinking of me for being on those channels. 
Now, a year ago, right when Clubhouse and TikTok were really starting to go crazy, that's when I was like, oh, am I missing an opportunity? Today I can tell you, I know my channels, I know my audience, I know where I want to talk to people. Clubhouse and TikTok are not the right audience for me. And so I felt 100% comfortable walking away from that. And there's no part of me that FOMOs it now. I'm not like, oh, I really wish I was spending an hour and a half on Sunday morning on TikTok. Like, no, no part of me thinks that at all. I'm very happy on the channels that I'm on. And, you know, I want you to evaluate it the same way. It could be true that maybe you should be on those channels, but that doesn't mean you have to be, especially if it's not right for you, because here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna go on those channels and people are gonna be able to tell you feel awkward about it, you don't feel like you really wanna be there, people are gonna be able to sense that you're not really enjoying this experience. So, don't even bother, right? Don't do it, let it go, and let that shoulda, woulda, coulda, like just go and just keep moving forward with all of the other kinds of advertising you're doing in your law practice. Okay, so we've talked a lot about, you know, marketing and advertising and what it is, okay? Now I'm gonna give you an example of a possible marketing strategy that could work for your law practice. Now the thing that you wanna keep in mind is, I'm just giving an example here, I don't know anything about your practice personally. I'm just saying that this is something that I've created for some of my clients. Okay, so let's say that you're going to join a networking group, right? So that's some traditional advertising happening there. And let's also say that you meet personally with you know three to four other attorneys or referral partners outside of this networking group that you know from law school, from the DA's office, from past days, right? Okay, so those two elements of your marketing strategy right there. Let's say you decide to hire a social media person who's going to just give you some credibility on social media, show you, show that you know what you're talking about when it comes to, for example, trademarks. When you get a trademark approved, like you get to, you know, wave it around and say, look what I did for my clients and look how great this is and yay, here's a win for them, right? And you're gonna give your own personality and some pizzazz behind this, right? So that's three forms of marketing right there. The cost to doing that might be a thousand to $1,500 a month, depending on the city that you live in depending on how frequently you're posting on social media, depending on who you're really hiring to do these things, but generally you can get something like that done for about $1,000 to $1,500. That's a marketing strategy that could very much work for your law practice. Notice there's nothing crazy or overly sexy there, right? Like it's not some big old billboard with your face on it. It's not a TV ad, it's not a radio ad, it's not, you know, a Facebook ad. It's none of those things. It's something that's incredibly, you know, personal to you that really reflects your personality and who you are. And then you can start from there as your foundation and then add things in as you go along. Maybe after six months, you know, you get paid out on a big case and you decide to do six months of SEO. Or maybe you decide to up-level and join an even more exclusive networking group, right? There are so many different ways that you can really 
create a marketing strategy. And so I really want you to get creative, but also think about the strategy that's right for you and your personality, because if it's not right for you, it's definitely going to come off right now. I didn't say this before, but I am going to say this now. If you happen to have a law firm model where you are outsourcing your marketing, you are not the face of your business. You've hired a marketing expert who's going to be, you know, your head of business development. Let's call it that because I hear that phrase a lot. So if this is like your head of business development, what happens if after a year they leave? They get a better opportunity at another firm. They decide they're going to go back to school or they, you know, move out of the country and can no longer attend your meetings for you or do your marketing for you. What happens in those scenarios and those situations? I really want you to think about it and think about, you know, the pros and cons of each side. And if you're going to be one of those firms that's constantly got a new marketing person in place, then any relationships that you have outsourced that marketing person to develop for you may now be gone anytime that marketing person leaves. So that is my only caution about hiring out for the relationship management part that I truly feel like law firm owners really need to maintain. Okay, so here's the next thing before we wrap up this episode. Be really honest with yourself about the goal that you want marketing to accomplish. If you wanna generate $15,000 of additional revenue every single month, then maybe don't spend $5,000 of it on marketing, right? That's a third of the cost of, of the possible benefit, right? So you're spending five to make 15. Most people would be like, yeah, that's great. That sounds wonderful. But if you're just starting out or you're just starting to explore marketing strategies, maybe try to find something that's a little bit cheaper so that you know if this is actually something that is sustainable. Don't just spend $5,000 like out of the gate, right? Like give yourself some time before you decide to make that kind of an investment and don't feel pressured into making that investment. So if you have people calling you saying, man, you really got to do this. I, I'm telling you, your phones are going to start ringing off the hook. If that feels pressurized to you, then feel free to walk away and just say, you know what? This is not something I can consider right now. Don't feel forced into doing some form of marketing that doesn't feel right for you, that you feel like you can't really afford. And that takes us to our last point for this conversation today on marketing for 2021 for your law practice, which is whatever you do, don't go into debt to create a marketing strategy for your law practice. I see a lot of newer, younger lawyers doing this. I see a lot of them, you know, spending, you know, putting on their credit card, you know, $2,000, $5,000, whatever that is to develop, you know, whatever Instagram account to get the followers to whatever, to get them wherever they want to be. And my recommendation is, you know, don't, don't do that for your practice. Don't go into debt to make money for your practice. There's always another way. And the truth is that if you spent the time to develop the relationships 
those relationships will be invaluable. It is not a hungry machine like Instagram where the algorithm is constantly changing. It is not a hungry machine like Facebook ads where you have to keep feeding the machine to get what you want out. When you build those relationships, whether it's with your past clients or referral partners, or you really are in an important community that you know you can be part of and share you know, your expertise, those relationships will pay dividends where with the other advertising options, you will have to keep feeding it. So as long as you go into it knowing that and you've listened to what I've had to say here about it, then I feel good knowing that you have all the options and that you are gonna make the choice that is best for you and your law practice. I'm not here to push you into one marketing bucket or another. I'm not here to tell you this is what you have to do to have a wildly successful law firm. No, the thing I am gonna tell you is be really sure, make sure it aligns with who you are and your personality and all of those things. And just keep in mind, if you try to outsource being the face of your business, what happens when that person leaves, right? All right, so that is everything for Law Firm Marketing for 2021. I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.